Well, hey there, youth workers. Welcome to the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and keeps your youth ministry moving forward. I'm your host, Paul Turner, from thedisciplerproject.net. And what a beautiful, beautiful day it is here in the lovely state of Alabama. It has uh, not been like that the past few days, and so I am thrilled to report that spring may have finally stuck. I don't know what it's like where you're at. I hope it is beautiful. I hope it is uh, a gorgeous day wherever you are. And so today, uh, lots of things going on, uh, lots of things happening in the Disciple Project ministry world. I'm about, oh, I've just started beta testing uh, a new book that I have coming out called The Disciple Project, Stop the Meeting, Start the Movement. And uh, it is a book about um, taking away the youth meeting for at least a season, the typical, I should say the typical youth meeting. Uh, taking away the typical youth meeting for short-term missions projects. And so I'll, I'll get into that later on as it is developed. But if you're interested in that at all, uh, you can go get, uh, you can email me and say, Paul, I'd be interested in this. Just hit me up at thedproject@me.com, and you can find out more information about it. Uh, also, uh, I am going to be turning 50 soon. So you know, a little less, well, a little more than a month away, a little bit more, uh, May 24th. I don't know if anybody else shares my birthday, but happy birthday to you early. Uh, and part of that is I am trying to get, if I can, uh, listen, I will, I will use anything, okay, just to get somebody to go over and uh, leave a review. So if you would like to give me an early birthday present, I am currently at 16 reviews on uh, iTunes. I would like to have 50. I would like to hit the 50 mark. Okay. In order to do that, I need 34 of you to go right now. 34 of you say, Paul, I want to wish you a happy birthday. I want to go leave a review, an actual review, and just say, hey, this is a good podcast. You should listen to it. I've been listening to it for the past 67 episodes, but I have not left a review yet. And I want to leave a review that I really enjoy listening to it. And if you would like to help me out and you would like to leave a review, that will get me up to 50. Okay. Uh, that is, I mean, such a small thing, right? To just, I, I don't ask for a lot of big things for my birthday. I'm just not a, I don't have to have, look, unless, okay, this is the only thing, unless you have tickets for me to go see you two in concert somewhere, everything else really kind of pales in comparison because uh, I would go see you two or Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen. So those are my two uh, iconic shows that I would probably go see. There's probably more, but those are the top, top two, okay? So go over to iTunes. Uh, there's a link in the description below, and you can always go over there to the link and say, listen, I'm going to review this thing, and uh, I'm going to help Paul get up to 50 reviews. So it can be found in search and other places, get to the top of the chain there, if you will, and so that other youth workers can find the same kind of help that I find. Um, and uh, if you want to, don't forget, I do also do some videos over on YouTube. So if you go to the discipleproject.net, you can always click on videos there and it will take you to my YouTube channel where I've been doing, talking about meetings, uh, a series called Youth Meeting 101, where I break down every piece and part of the meeting, uh, everything from pre-service all the way through altar call and what should I be doing in the post-service. So if those videos interest you, if you're uh, tooling around with your meeting dynamics or whatever, and you would like to check that out, that'd be a good thing to check out because uh, who doesn't want to improve, at least when you're having youth meetings, to improve them. But of course, like I said, through the uh, the D project that I am working on, um, that is uh, hopefully a short-term span where you won't have any meetings and you won't have to worry about planning the meetings because you're going to be out doing Jesus stuff. So I was watching the other night, this past Sunday was 
the uh, the season finale of The Walking Dead. And you know, it really to me only confirmed that I may be. If you're now, if you're not a fan of The Walking Dead, you may not get the illustration. I get it, uh, but I may be the Morgan of the youth ministry apocalypse uh, uh, because <laughs> in the show. Uh, Morgan is this kind of this wanderer. He's kind of this guy that kind of floats in and floats out of episodes, you know, sometimes where, you know, he's running around and, you know, he was from day one. He was like on the first episode uh, of The Walking Dead there. And, and uh, you know, he, he is in the first scene, he is well, he is good, he is solid. He, you know, he had lost his wife to the zombie apocalypse and him and his son. And it goes on and on. I won't get into all the story. But needless to say, from that point onward, uh, he gets a little off. Uh, he gets a little crazy. Uh, he gets, uh, you know, and now he's, he came back a, a year ago, I think a, a last season and a couple of seasons ago. And, and, uh, he, you know, he was fine for a little while and then he went a little crazy again. And, and here's what, what he's finding, you know, and what he says, and it's so profound, you know, uh, he says, listen, in the show, he says, first I lose people, then I lose myself. Now, he has lost a lot of people in the zombie apocalypse. He has, you know, made friends and he has done things and he wound up, you know, losing them through, you know, uh, through them dying and so forth. And, you know, all he means is this. He means that I try to protect people, but no matter how hard I try, I can't protect everyone. I can't change everyone. I can't save everyone. And when I lose one, I lose myself. Listen, I can't tell you how many times uh, I've gone into almost a depressive-like state after losing a kid from our youth ministry, right? The, the, and we all feel this way, right? There's there's those kids that are, maybe they're there for a couple of months, maybe they're, I don't like to lose anybody. I think losing a, a you know, a student in any shape is like just a, is just a crying shame. I don't like to lose anybody. I'm a, I'm a sore loser anyway. Uh, I try to keep everybody best way I know how. But I almost get into that depressive-like state after losing a kid because it's important. That kid, I see that kid has so much potential. You know, I want them to go the distance. I want them to, I want to walk with them through high school and college and middle I want them to go the whole deal, right? You know, but for one reason or another, right, whether the family leaves the church or kid finds another youth group or sin gobbles them up like a zombie, I, I don't know, and they drop off. It's, it, you know, it just, it bugs me to no end. It's, I see it as a, I do, I see it as a personal failure and which led me to today's topic, which was talking about losing students without losing yourself. Our job is so wrapped up in people. It's so, like if you're a school teacher, that kid's not going to say, hey, I'm not going to go to your class anymore because the, he, it's a, there's a government mandate that he's supposed to, or she's supposed to go to school. So you, in school, you, you, you can't lose a kid unless they move away, which is tough, right? But, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter what the reason is. To me, it just sucks. And it's hard not to take any of it personally. Um, you know, I've had kids, whole families leave the church, right, quietly, right? They leave quiet. Shh, don't tell anybody. Don't tell Pastor Paul. Yes, I know I've been in the ministry for four years, but we're going to quietly sneak away. And you know what? It, it's so hurt. It's so hurtful. If you're a parent that's listening to this, can I just tell you, it's just so hurtful. And I know for various reasons, there's reasons why people do it, but it doesn't, it, it hurts me and burns me all the same way. And, but I understand what I do understand that, uh, it could be a case of caring too much 
and ultimately that's an unhealthy way to be. We can actually care to we uh, because it can it can cause uh, uh, such such insecurities within ourselves, right? It's like, oh, it's my fault. I did this. Why did they leave? And you, some people leave, and you never get an answer. Uh, some people leave, and you get a full letter of explanation. But it doesn't matter. It's hurtful, and uh, it it weighs upon us a lot of times. But we have to learn that it's part of, even it's part of the gospel. It's part of that. It's part, I mean, because look, there's no way around this. Look how many Jesus lost, lost in quotation marks, right? Or left him. You know, Judas, uh, Peter, uh, the rich young ruler, nine out of 10 lepers, the rest of the disciples when it came down to the, the, the garden scene, and a bunch of no-names who said they'd follow Jesus but wouldn't because they, they couldn't let go of whatever was holding them back. And, and it's no different in our youth ministries that when a kid leaves, there's various and complicated reasons, right? Now, look, just because they left our youth group doesn't mean they left following Jesus. That's what we want to believe, right? That they just fell away. That's not, that's not necessarily true. I don't want to categorize that. That's not fair uh, to the student or the family, things like that. Uh, you know, we, we think they're backslidden, but that's not really the reason, right? Uh, that we know of, but, um, but Jesus was in, he has lost people. He loses people, but he never lost himself. He continues to move forward in confidence of the God. Now look, it hurt Jesus. There's no question. In fact, when the, when the rich young ruled up to him, the Bible says that Jesus was sad that he left. And so I think there's a precedent that it's okay to be sad. We don't have to be so stoic and stalwart that, we can't seem to, you know, show any emotion over that because we do. Normally our spouses hear about it. Normally they hear about it and they go, oh, come on. And we're like, but it hurt. It hurt. Right? Listen, we're all going to lose students. Right? We're all going to lose students. We're all going to be in that position for various reasons like this. If you have a small youth group, this is even harder because you feel like you're losing part of yourself. And you feel like hope is just draining away. You feel like, I was I had five, now I'm at four because some kid decided he wanted to go join baseball. And, uh, you know, once again, it's, <laughs> I have run the gambit of emotions from sadness to depression to anger. Uh, it feels very much like the death process, right? When, when which goes through the, 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 the what is it? The, uh, I think it's the five, right? The five uh elements or the five uh, processes of uh, once when you when somebody's dying, right? There's denial, there's anger, there's bargaining, there's depression, and there's acceptance, right? There's the first one, there's denial. We say things like, this can't be happening, right? I've prayed, I've invested in this kid, I've given them all that I can, I can give. What, what, this can't be happening. They can't be leaving. They, they can't just take off. It's not, it's not fair, it's, you know? Then we move on to anger. Now we're like, okay, God, what is going on here? I'm not only, I'm mad at the kid for leaving. I'm mad at the parents for leaving. I'm mad, I'm mad that the parents didn't come to me and tell me they were leaving. I'm mad at you, God, because you let them leave. Uh, you know, or it's, we're mad at the church because, you know, this is, you know, the, the church's fault somehow. Then we get into bargaining, right? Maybe we say, God, if you let them stay, if you bring them back, I promise I will play more dodgeball. I promise I will play more dodgeball. And somehow we're, or we're bargaining with parents. We're saying, listen, I'll change things and I'll, I'll, I'll do everything right. I'll, if you just stay, I'll, and that's really not healthy too much either to do that. And then there's depression. We finally get into that mode. We get all broody and 
You say, this sucks, ministry suck, teenagers suck, and I suck, right? We're just going down the hole. We cannot get anywhere. We're just no traction. And this goes on for a period of days, right? It goes on because uh, you're dealing with it, especially if it was a leader, right? If it, it's one thing if it's a couple of months kid. It's another thing if it's a core kid. It's another thing if you've built relationships. It's another thing if they've been out to camp or if they've been somewhere with you, uh, a, a leader in the band, whatever it is. It's much, much tougher. And like I said, if it's a healthy, um, you know, thing where, you know, the family's moving on and there's closure and everybody says goodbye and there's hugs and kisses and all that kind of stuff, that's one thing. But when they just leave, that's, that's the hard part. But good news is we eventually come around in the process to acceptance. And we finally say, listen, I don't know why this is happening, but it is. God, please help me. Please help me work through this. Help me get to a point of acceptance where I say, you know what? I don't know why. It could be anything, right? You know, youth, youth pastoring, youth work, youth ministry, you know, when kids are leaving, they're not abandoning the call to follow God. They're abandoning our group, which makes it far more personal, right? I don't want to go to your youth group anymore. I can't go to your youth group, whatever that may be, right? And, uh, you know, I have... uh, You know... I've been, and you have been, maybe the results. Sometimes, I'm not, I'm not saying, by the way, that we're all guiltless here, okay? There are some kids that leave because sometimes we were a turd about something, right? Uh, we, we did something, or we did something wrong, it was a mistake, or whatever it was, and that ended in the result, that we didn't handle a situation right, or we didn't, you know, we didn't work something out, or whatever it may be. Sometimes it is about us. Sometimes we did do it, and we got to own that, right? You know, uh, others have made it about me, even though it wasn't me and wasn't you, Right? It, you know, basically it was your fault, right? And sometimes it was. And some, you know, sometimes it wasn't. You know, a bad decision or a bad attitude could have contributed it. And listen, I've, I've never gotten over uh, the process, right? Even, even after 30 years of working with teenagers, I still haven't gotten over that process because it's hurtful. It, it's dumb to deny it, right? It's dumb to even say that, oh, I'm over it. Oh, because once you get into that mode, that's even a worse place to be. If you don't care anymore whether kids leave or not, that's a worse place than I think than going through the actual hurtful process. I think that's maybe healthier than just closing off and say, well, there's another one gone. Now, I'm not going to lie to this either because I was kind of thrilled that they were gone. I, I threw a little party by myself because it was more effort than what it was worth, to be honest with you. And... Uh, but listen, here's some ways. Let me offer you some ways here to stay healthy. And this comes from a mental, emotional, spiritual place that we have to go. So how do you move forward? Well, first of all, we have to say, these aren't my kids. Say it with me. These aren't my kids. These are God's kids. You know, they're on loan to me for as long as he sees fit. And yes, you know, I still have to do my best. But think there's, uh, there's a providence in the coming and goings. We have to remember that God is at work and moving in our life, in the life of our church, and the people that are coming and going. God is doing some things. And we have to remember that these aren't my kids. We can't be possessive over them. We, can't, we cannot just give our whole heart to them, right? We have to say, look, they are here with me for a season. And for however long that season lasts to do the work with them, then listen, I am blessed that they're here for the period of time. And however long they stay is how long they stay. And then they're off. And I say, with God's blessing, go. Right? 
The second thing I think that we have to do to stay healthy, first is these aren't my kids. The second thing is that they must grow. Students must grow. And I'll be honest with you, there's some kids that have outgrown my ministry. That that they said, listen, uh, Paul, and they come to me and they talk about, and this is the best scenarios, by the way. I love these scenarios. When a student comes to me and says, hey, Paul, I, I really feel a sense to, you know, I have an opportunity to be, you know, in a bigger youth group. They want me to be in their worship team or uh, I feel, you know, that I have an opportunity to go speak somewhere and uh, they want me to come do these. And I love those opportunities because then they get to, uh, you know, go through the process of what it means to launch a kid out, right? With blessing, with all those things. I, I, that's the, those are the best scenarios for me. But in the end, students must grow, right? If I can't help them get to where they need to be spiritually, relationally, emotionally, all those things, they got to move on. So they can, they have to grow. Even if it's failure, even if they go somewhere and it's a failure, right? They have to go through that process to know where they're at in growing, you know? And, um, I, you know, if a kid tells me, like I, like I said, if a kid says, look, I'm outgrowing or I feel like I need to move on, what is, I have that student come and share with the rest of the youth, you know, why they're moving on to show that it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, so many times kids leave, that's like a collateral damage thing, right? Kids leave, and then suddenly rumors, and then suddenly, uh, you know, you don't know what's going on, and then you're in kind of in the void, and you don't know what's happening. The best scenario is when a kid can get up there and, say, and, and explain or execute why they're leaving to grow, to go do something they feel God's calling them to do. And those are the best because then they're in the know, right? They're, and not only does, do, uh, you know, do they grow through it, but then our students grow through it as well. And doing things this way really offers both the student and me and the group closure. And I think that's a lot of times what we don't get out of it. We don't get closure and we live with this kind of open wound type of thing because we don't know why these things happened. The third thing I think we have to do to stay healthy to where we're, we, if we lose a kid but we don't lose ourselves, we have to say, look, I have to grow. I have to grow as a human being, as a Christian, emotionally. I have to do all that. I have to grow. I can't be so dependent upon a student or the youth group for my identity, right, that I forget that I am the Lord's, that I am, that my identity is in Christ. It's not in this youth ministry. It's not in uh, uh, this kid. It's not in, the, it's not in these things. My identity is in the Lord, not in these kids. And, and when a kid leaves, sometimes it reminds us, says, hey, listen, you're the Lord's. You're a servant of the Lord, you know? Uh, and listen, I'm not saying God purposely takes kids out of our group or my group to make me grow. But but be honest with you, if it becomes an idolatrous situation, listen, God has no problem doing that, right? If we're leaning more upon our students than we're leaning upon the Lord, uh, that's idolatry. And we have to lean upon the Lord and focus and say, Lord, you're going to come through no matter what. Most of the time, though, when a kid leaves, you know, for any reason, uh, there is some, on our part, there's some reflection, there's prayer, and growth taking place in my life, right? There, all these things are happening. Growth is a natural result of loss. So we have to be able to grow through this thing. The next thing I would say is this, that if we want to lose a kid but not lose ourselves, we have to remember that the ministry itself must change. You know, every kid who leaves, leaves a hole, right? Sometimes a kid who leaves, uh, you know, had a important role as a leader, right? They're leaving this collective where maybe they had a role or responsibility or whatever they had. Uh, but you know, they were a tech person, they were a leader, they 
took the offer, whatever it could be, right? And if you're a small youth group, this is not easy to, to fix or replace. You, Your pool of students is, you know, you don't have anybody like them. If it's a worship person, you don't maybe don't have two or three people to step up and lead worship. You're, you know, you're left hanging. So you must invest in other students and raise them up. You know, if they have the, the inclination, you know, you, you, you have a way uh, to bring them about, to raise them up. If they have any kind of inclination to a role or responsibility, it's our responsibility to find in, in you know, in football here in the state of Alabama, uh, you know, there's a phrase, and probably maybe if you have a college too, it's next man up is the mentality, right? Next man up. If a, if a player gets hurt, they have two or three deep to be able to do that. Small youth groups don't necessarily have that, right? Sometimes even large youth groups don't even have that. But we find those kids and we should always be in the process, by the way. We should always be in the process of developing students so that the ministry can change. You can have somebody in a position too long. You can, and God wants to do something. We've got to you know, raise up the next level of kid that says, hey, I'm ready. If that person leaves, I'm ready. I'm ready to be the next man to step into that or next woman to step into that spot. So the ministry must change. We've got to do things differently. And sometimes uh, losing a kid is the best way for that to happen, because now we have to change things. Now we have to be able to do that. Um, the next thing is this. This isn't about me. It's really simple, right? We're going through heartache and pain and suffering because the kid leaves, but we say, listen, this isn't about me. In the end, I have to say, this isn't about me. Yes, I have, I've said that, uh, you know, sometimes that it is, but most of the time it's not, right? There are, there are bigger things at play, God is moving, shifting, planting, uprooting, so he can accomplish his will. You know, to make it about me is super selfish, yet that's what I do. I, I work through my process and eventually come to my senses, like the prodigal son, right? And I go home to the father and heal up and get ready to start again. Um, the danger, right, of all the emotional attachments is that, you know, we'll get hurt, right? In the end, we get hurt. And ministry is like that, right? Life is like that. Jesus certainly felt it. You know, when I talk about Morgan earlier in the, in the episode here is that, you know, Morgan's choice at the end of the episode was to leave the community, to walk away, to choose to be alone because losing people was just too hard. And let me tell you something, Morgan, I feel you. I do. Sometimes it is just too hard to lose somebody. But if I could tell Morgan anything, I do love this quote from Alfred Lord Tennyson, who says, it is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. And in the end, right, we, we lose people, yes. We get lost in the process, sometimes. But don't quit caring, youth workers. Don't quit caring and don't quit loving kids. We don't love them more than their parents. We don't love them more than God. We love them to the, to the place that we can love them in a healthy and whole way that, you know, if they were to leave our youth ministry, it doesn't destroy us. We have to be able to maintain a, an emotional, healthy uh, equilibrium, right? Because ministry still has to go on. Life still has to go on. We go through the problem. We go through those things. And maybe you're finding yourself at a place where, you know, you lose a kid and it's just, it's, it, it just feels backbreaking, right? To where you can't get something done. You don't have this, you know, listen, it's easy to get jaded. It's easy to lose something or lose a bunch or however it goes and just want to throw your hands up and quit. Youth workers, let me encourage you. Don't give up. Don't quit. Like I tell kids, kids who I haven't seen in a long time, uh, they I see them occasionally around town. And I just say, look, I'm going to save a seat for you. I'll take a chair and I'll sit it out separate from the group. And I'll say, this chair is reserved 
for this kid or that kid. If they show up, make sure they know they have a seat. That if they leave, they always have a way to come back in. They always have a way. They always have a seat available in our youth ministry. They can always come back into the community. They can always come back. That if they have discovered that uh, life out there, like like Morgan, is too rough. It's too uh, it's too uh, lonely. It's too hard to do alone. That they can come back and be a part of your youth ministry. And so that's where I'm going to stop for today, guys, because I think it's just, uh, you know, just take some time, reflect, right? Are you dealing with it? Are you going through it? Are you struggling with it? Well, sometimes I do, and it's okay. It's okay to do that. But remember, stay healthy, stay healthy emotionally. Don't give your heart to anything or anyone but Jesus. I know we're going to get locked into these emotions and people are going to leave us sometimes, but we have to stay emotionally healthy so we can continue to minister and to continue to do God's work and God's will uh, wherever we go. So, But that's it, guys. I hope you're encouraged today. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed the podcast today. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, thinking and reflecting on your own journey, where you're at in this process. And uh, uh, if you want to talk some more, you're welcome to hit me up at thedprojectatme.com. You're welcome to send me an email and let me know what's going on in your life. Uh, Until next time, though, I will catch you guys on the next episode. I hope you go by iTunes and leave a review, by the way, early birthday present. So until the next podcast, I will catch you guys next time.